0: Zambia was my first export market. Why Zambia? Well, Lady S, my last born sister, had met a Zambian man at the University of Nairobi where she was studying. She married the man and later moved into Z- moved to Zambia. My first visit to Zambia was my first clue about the market demand. As many Kenyans do, she'd requested that I I visit Maasai Market, Kenya's open market for authentic African-crafted breeder jewelry and for excellent for souvenirs and gifts. I had the option to choose whatever I thought would be a good sale. So I filled my suitcases with nice jewelry and an amazing selection of blanket shawl wraps um, that I thought were really very authentic. And so off I flew to Lusaka. As with any African community, we like to meet friends and families. So her friends and family came to visit. They wanted to know what I had brought from Kenya. Immediately, I opened my suitcase. Before long, the blanket show wraps were all gone. I was shocked at the speed at which we sold. I must say that was the fastest sale I had ever made. Hi. My name is Fostina, spelled F-O-S-T-I-N-A, last name is Mani, spelled M-A-N-I. I am the Global Trade Engagement Director at Better Grains. I'm also the founder of a marketplace called Mothers of Africa Mobile Circle. I believe Africa can feed itself. I believe Africa can profit from agricultural trade. And that is why I am championing for an agricultural market revolution that favors Africa. On her next visit to Kenya, Lady S wanted to visit Maasai market. The beauty of traveling and living in another country is that it makes you appreciate what your own country has. What I love most about travel and living abroad is that it allows you to see the business opportunities that are there in foreign lands. So, Lady S, Lady K, my other sister, and I went to Maasai Market. Lady S got to show me what she felt the Zambians would be interested in buying. It was during that time that Lady S noticed a young man walking with a backpack full of sandal straps. He was trying to get people at the market to buy the sandal straps so that they can make sandals out of them but no one seemed interested lady s liked the sandal straps and wished they could be used to make some maasai Maasai sandals a variation from the colorful beaded ones that were in the market so we decided i would be left with the task of finding a way of making maasai sandals from the sandal strap the young man was selling I bought one and requested for his contacts. And that is how I found myself designing sandals for the Zambian market. In the process, I also got to discover other sandal makers. And finally, with a small investment, we came up with the African sandals for the Zambian market. During my visit in Lusaka, Zambia, I realized that they did not have very good quality branded t-shirts. Neither were they branding their countries like Kenya does. So I decided I wanted to make nice t-shirts and brand Zambia. In addition to the sandals that we would be selling, we'll be sending to Zambia, the ones that Lady S had had asked me to design. I also decided to make nice denim bags, denim mainly from the jeans material. My only problem was I did not know who would do it for me. In case you did not know, church is the best place to find anything that you need. It turned out I had been part of a team that had been organizing a fashion show through our ladies' ministry, and Alvin of Urban Funk had volunteered to help with the ladies' ministry in putting together the fashion show. So my only option was to meet Alvin. Alvin was kind to meet me, he helped me with the design of the denim bag as well as helped me put together the artwork for the t-shirt. He also helped me find companies who would screen print the t-shirts for me. So I was all set, the only thing I needed to do was find out what the export requirements were. My first visit to the Kenya Revenue Authority offices was very scary. That was long before they introduced their fully automated self-serve system. It was a zoo of disorganized counters which was so intimidating. They had agents everywhere. It was overwhelming. It was crowded. I left left the place with nothing done. So a friend recommended I find a, a logistic company to help me with the process, which I did but unfortunately for me they were completely unable to deliver however that did not stop me i was determined to export logistics was not my only challenge as you know africa we are never in a hurry the gluing together of lady sl sandals was not a smooth sale. they took longer than expected the company that screen printed my sh- t-shirts also, did not remember to remove the made in Kenya labels as I had instructed them to do. So, my afternoon was spent cutting off the made in Kenya labels, but the time we were done packing that stuff and headed to Kariakon Market, it was rather late in the afternoon. Not being one to be deterred, we managed to finally find our way to the Jomo Kenyatta International Airport Cargo Center by around 10 p.m. There were hardly any cargo agents there, and the two who were there were so shocked to see these two ladies in a saloon car full of sacks stuffed with things. Did I mention that the glue from the sandal was still smelling? Sometimes I wonder if the boldness and the determination we had was not from the smell of the glue because those days you did not drive your car in Nairobi late at night, leave alone with the windows open, so we just had to bear with that smell. So, Lady Kay and I walked up to the two cargo agents and boldly declared we were there to send our package to Lusaka, Zambia. We had called and been informed that there would be a a cargo plane that was scheduled to leave for Lusaka. Our level of ignorance on export procedures must have left them completely shocked. They were shocked. When I noticed we were from the same tribe, I decided to turn down on my English and switch to my mother tongue so that I could get the help that I needed. Humility works. My tribespeople proceeded to educate me on the export procedures. My visit to the Kiare offices had given me an indication of what document I needed. And so, they were happy to help me, they charged me a little for their services, I paid for the cargo flight, and they promised my cargo would be off the next day. True to their words, my cargo did leave unfortunately we had missed our exhibition deadline by a day or two but nevertheless learned very valuable lesson that the next consignment would go by road so i'm certain that it arrives on time so the next trip we decided lady k would take the consignment by road and that is what we did it took three days but she finally arrived and started the selling our merchandise in lusaka zambia So that is how I teamed up with my sisters on our first export business. I fondly call it the three lady Master textures. I guess I must have been responsible for procurement. Lady K was responsible for logistics as well as merchandising and selling while Lady Ace was part financier as well as researcher for the Zambian market. The business did very well however before long we were really branding for the country and we were doing very well we had quality staff unfortunately we ran into brutal competition who were determined to finish us at all costs on our part we had not properly put in place proper accounting procedures sales incentives as well as proper compensation mechanism The beautiful thing with our sister ventures is that we discovered other traders who were doing amazing things on the Kenya, Tanzania, and Zambia routes. Truth be told, Africans are doing amazing businesses on their transit routes all over Africa. Lady Kay's road adventure inspired me so much that I actually took a consignment from Kenya to Zambia. There I met Africans who were busy exporting mobiles from from Kenya, from Congo, from everywhere. Makeup from Tanzania, hair pieces, deodorants, perfumes via road. On one trip, I actually noticed the quality of darling hair pieces in Zambia was not as was not of a superior quality than that in Kenya. We had better we seemed to have better. Uh, quality in kenya as well as a wider variety and selections and so we actually bought and took some from kenya which we sold in 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 zambia darling has since um upgraded its 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 market in that aspect and and today the quality is much better amazing things came out of that venture The young man who who was walking around trying to sell the sandal straps ended up selling his whole whole consignment, which was a full container from China. How? Well, the unfortunate thing about Kenya's Maasai market is copying. When others noticed how well the sandals Lady S had ordered, turned out the shoemakers, as well as others around him, copied the design and within a month, the entire Maasai market was full of Lady S's sandal design so lady S's sandal design flooded the market and disappeared within the first few months never again to be seen since the consignment had been completely sold out within a month the young man told me he had been trying to clear it in the kenyan market for months without much success which explains why he never ordered another consignment and the sandal straps completely disappeared from the kenyan market when i realized copying was an issue i decided to come up with more creative designs for example, I looked for nice calabashes or gourds and found an artist who painted my Zambian artwork on them. The process of finding gourd was such a headache that that was not one product that was easy to copy. Arvin of Urban Fang continues to be my go-to person because his work is so unique it can hardly be copied. Today. Alvin is known for his authentic African fashion design, especially whenever I, see I need to send gifts and souvenirs to the US, my Alvin is my go-to person. My son is a huge fan of him and he always represents him well in the United States. Who would ever have realized that volunteering for a church fashion, um, fashion design will lead to such long-term business opportunities and friendship? lady k moved into the real estate business and did very well for herself lady s discovered she had she was a natural entrepreneur as for me i realized i could do international business and that led me to adding entrepreneurship as a minor to my management information system major uh, that i was pursuing in my master's in business administration degree More importantly of all, I realized I could do international trade if I really put my mind to it. I also discovered it is much easier to see opportunities in other lands than yours because familiarity does breed contempt. So go out and find other markets outside your village. On that road trip, I got to meet a Kenya lady who travels every Christmas holidays to other African countries by road. At that particular time, she was headed for South Africa. Last time I spoke to her, she had made her way to West Africa by bus. I strongly encourage every young person to just get out of their village by bus and travel to another village travel to another town, and travel to another country. There is a way travel opens your eyes to the various business opportunities that you normally will not see in your own country or location. So why am I telling this story? Well, I want African women to know that your export business does not need to start with an investor. You can work with what is within your reach. For me, it was some small money I had which I combined with some small money my sister had. Then because our, because our family responsibilities did not give us the freedom to travel freely, we negotiated a deal with, with Lady K, my other sister, so that I would be left with her son as she handles the logistics and the selling components of the Zambian export market. The second lesson I want you to learn from my stories is that gifts are all around you. Take the time to sit down. Know and seek advice from others, especially within your church. The fashion show is how I met Alvin. He was starting his business. But imagine if he had not helped me with my problem. There were very many other people involved in the fashion show. I'm sure many were, were people I knew and probably my close friends. But if you ask me who they were today, I probably cannot remember who exactly was in the team that was organizing the fashion show. I can only remember Alvin. Why? Because he helped me. Learn to help people whenever you can. I don't believe in taking advantage of people by asking them to work for you for free. I remember my first meeting with Alvin was in church on the stage. Alvin was willing to sit with me and help me come up with a design. He designs the bag from from for me and I became his customers. And almost 20 years later, we're still doing business. I love taking cross-border road trips within Africa. It's not as glamorous as flying, but the business conversations and the sharing that happens those long hours on the road will certainly leave you with ideas and opportunities that you will never find in any business textbook. I have met very many different people. Every time I'm on a trip, I'm encouraged to visit another border. As I continue to monitor cross-border trade, especially on Africa's dry commodity trade, the more I seek out opportunities to travel to those other border points. The internet today has made it very easy for you to find places where you can stay in almost any country. Plan your visits. Go discover Africa because that is the only way you will really get to find what business opportunities exist. Africa is the largest market in the world. You need to go out. You need to find out what opportunities exist and develop products and services you can sell to those markets. So take courage. Be bold. Go explore. Perhaps you will find your next export or import market. Thank you for listening to me and God bless you. Bye.